Today, we're going to go over a lot of life and business updates, but then also talk about AI content and how to beat it with your handwritten or personally written blogs. Welcome to the Up In My Business podcast with me, Lex Lancaster, where you'll get an inside look at all things tech, business, and my life as a physical therapist turned digital operations expert. You'll hear all about my lessons as a business owner, the ins and outs of tech for your business, and more. From SEO, websites, and email marketing to automations, launches, and copywriting, I've got you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Many of you are familiar with the name, of course, because all I do is talk about them. But if it's new to you, Jane is a HIPAA compliant all-in-one practice management software and the sponsor of the Up In My Business podcast. The team at Jane knows that your time is valuable and they've designed online intake forms to help you reduce admin work and so that you can take back your treatment time. Whether you need to collect patient or client data, insurance policy information, health history, or consents, Jane's online intake forms offer a safe and secure way to gather everything you need before your patients even walk through the door. You can also collect payment details securely through your intake form via Jane's PCI compliant payment solution, saving your patients time at checkout and a ton of time for you as well. It is the absolute best feature. To learn more about how Jane's intake forms can help you and your practice, head to jane.app slash guide to book a one-on-one demo with a member of the Jane team. If you're ready to get started, you can use the code LEX1MO, again, that's LEX1MO at the time of sign up to get a one month grace period applied to your new Jane account. Welcome back to another episode of Up In My Business. I am your host, Lex Lancaster. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining in. If you are coming back for another episode, thank you so much for listening again. As always, we're going to start off with life and business updates, and then we'll go into the episode. I will try to keep it short just because the actual episode itself, um, it's very, very much so a simple, I'm going to say simple, but it's a very easy to attack topic. So we'll go through that and then we'll be done. But I have some fun personal and business updates. I just have, I guess, like a little bit of a soapbox to be on. Let's just dive in right now. So first things first, the artwork is different on this podcast and the part, the podcast artwork in general. So the episode art and the actual podcast artwork is different. So I did a little bit of a switch up after I had my brand photos done in October, I think. And this podcast artwork definitely fits me more. I am super happy with it just because I am, it feels brighter and it feels more true to my colors and vibe overall. But also I have less makeup on because during that brand photo shoot, I decided not to hire a makeup artist. And so I look like myself. Um, I felt like the, the current website's photos that I have up that's from my first brand session and I did have someone do my makeup and all the things and it's just too much and it's not me so I'm going to slowly but surely make my way through my website and swap out some photos but anyway the podcast page as well as this podcast artwork this podcast episode as well as the podcast in general has officially switched Um, I am super happy about it and proud so if you like it let me know if you don't like it well uh I guess I'm sorry but it's staying um So yeah, I switched that out. Super excited. This is episode number 50. I guess I should have said that first, but this is officially number 50. I did start the podcast um, in February of last year, so it fits right around um, 
the amount of episodes that I should have because I published one every week last year and I will continue to publish one every week. I contemplated going to two, but at this point right now, I'm just going to stick to one because the second one could be done on a very quick topic, but I might be putting that energy elsewhere, which will be part of the business update, if you will. So Back to last week, we talked about, or I did let you know that I was hosting a surprise party for Shantae for the volleyball crew, as well as we did a New Year's Eve and birthday party for her on the 31st. And both were great. It was really fun. It was a really great day playing volleyball. The weather cooperated. It wasn't windy. It wasn't too cold. It ended up being a little bit rainy on the way there. And then we had like a quick little, I'm going to call it a drizzle, uh, you know, partially through the morning, but it was a really, really good day of volleyball. And I think she really enjoyed it. I, she said, didn't say that she was surprised because I brought a bag, a a different tote bag with the cookies in it. And if you weren't, uh, if you didn't follow me on Instagram that day, she, we had a picture of her face on a nineties background on the cookie because it was a nineties themed party. Um, but between the bag and the nineties theme, I think she knew she knew something was up, but anyway, it was still fun to execute with everyone and really have met the best people here in California and the volleyball crew is like no other. So everyone really came together and made it happen. And it was really, really fun. And we had a big turnout. So I think there was like 12 of us or 13 of us, which is a lot for what we call bonus games on Sunday. So everyone just showed out, showed up. It was, it was amazing. Um, that night we did host the new year's Eve and birthday party. And that also was fun being able to host and have a space to host is it just doesn't, it's not lost on me how lucky we are to have the space to be able to host people. And I actually texted Chante when, right before people came over and I was like, I'm so grateful to have a refrigerator that's, you know, full to the brim of food that we get to give to people and provide a space for people to go on New Year's Eve. And, um, she had responded back, um, I believe it's like when you have, I'm going to butcher this quote, but when you have more than you need, build a bigger table, not a taller wall or something like that. And I was like, yes, like that's, that definitely is exactly where my head was at. So it was all really, really good. It was a great, great time. Um, that last week was super busy. So I had mentioned that in my podcast episode last week, just saying like going into January, things are really busy, but also feeling more calm overall, because I had mentioned that my word this year is elevate. So with that being said, I'm finding gaps, if you will, of where I can improve customer experience and just overall just how to work with me and make it better than it was last year. Because things are fine. It, it, it Things are great. Things work. It, you know, everything gets done. But I wanted to just elevate the experience, if you will. So today, I think um, my thank you notes are going to be arriving. So I'm going to be sending out thank you notes to everyone who books Do It In A Days with me. If you're not familiar with that service, I can link it in the show notes. But I'm going to be sending out thank you cards to those people. I do. I am a person. I'm not a card person. So for your birthday, for Christmas, I'm I'm not the person who sends out a card and writes like a lot of things in cards, but I will say that I like receiving cards. So the reason I don't think I'm a card person is because I'm not that great with thoughtful words. Um, It took me like three and a half weeks to write the caption for Shantae's Instagram post, not because I didn't know what to say, but because organizing my thoughts takes me a lot of time. So I had, I started with like a big list of all the things that I wanted to say. 
And then I have to go back and edit it. And it's so easy to write things about, especially about her, right? So like it took me 10 seconds to write all the things I want to say, but then to put it in a coherent fashion and a coherent way and like make it sound good, it took me a bit to edit that. So that's how I feel when I write cards. Um, So I think that's why I'm not really a card person, but I do like receiving them. So for me, I'm like, for my business, I really enjoy when I spend money or I invest in someone else's business and they send me a thank you card. Emma Jack does it pretty regularly. Um, I enjoy it. So I was like, I think I'm going to do thank you cards this year and make that happen. So I'm going to do that. And on that note, I also want to talk about if you own a business and you have clients that you gift things to, I need to find the name of the company that I used, but I think it was called Giftogram. But anyway, I sent out for my retainer clients, I sent out a gift card to them instead of sending them a gift itself. So I've received client gifts. Like I've received these really cool um, cupcakes in the mail from one of the photographers that I refer people to a lot in, to in, in New England. But um, I didn't know. I was going back and forth of what exactly I wanted to send my retainer clients. I knew I wanted to send them something as a thank you, but I just didn't know. And gifts are my love language. So I like gifting people things. And I just kept going back and forth of what people wanted, what people needed. And instead, what I did was I sent out a gift card to them, but they got to choose where the gift card went. And so I've gotten multiple messages from people. Uh, Erica Mayall, she actually sent me a photo and was like, I'm so excited to dive into this book thank you for the Christmas gift that you didn't know you got me. And that book was one of, it's a small business owned by a physical therapist who wrote her own book, uh, Lieda. Um, I think we pronounce her last name Malik, but I could be wrong. So Dr. Lieda wrote a book this year and Erica bought that book. So it's pretty cool that, you know, the gift card that I sent Erica for Christmas, she's now supporting someone else's business. And so if you're looking for a a client gift, I do think that people really appreciated the personalized gift card and they got to choose where they spent it because someone else DM'd me or texted me and they were like, hey, I just bought myself dinner via uh, Uber Eats with your gift card. So that's pretty cool. Like I got to treat them to dinner. So I will say if you are looking for a gift for clients, I think it's called Giftogram and I will put the link in the show notes just because I do think that it was a really, really good choice. And I think it's really hard around the holidays because I want to send something. I know other people are sending things. So if you're finding like, I don't know what to send, that could be a really good option and people get to choose exactly what they want. And I love that. So it was really, really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to say around that. Uh, I think that was really it. My Oh, and my Elevate. So the other thing that I wanted to do, and if you are listening to this and you have ever done or invested in or thought about doing a do it in a day with me, I typically take my do it in a day. So my retainer clients are really my top level. They're my bread and butter. They get first access to me. So I schedule them into my schedule. And then around them, I schedule my do it in a days. And I just say, okay, I'm going to do do in a day work or a do in a day on this day and this day. And then I fill those slots. This year, what I'm doing is I'm actually splitting up. So I had thought about splitting up my time and how I was splitting up my time was what I needed to do. And I thought I was doing it well until I really looked at it and I was like, I'm doing this very badly. So now I am splitting up things in a different way where I have SEO slots. So done for you SEO slots in the first week of the month on Monday and Wednesday. I'm sorry. Yeah. Monday and Wednesday. And then I have um, lecture mind people all on Tuesdays and coaching clients all on Tuesday. So any sort of any sort of call that you book with me. 
And then I have my retainer clients on Mondays and Wednesdays throughout the rest of the month. So the three weeks that are left in the month. And then I have alternating do it in a day. So I have do it in a days on the first Tuesday, the second Wednesday, I believe, and the third Thursday. So the way that I'm doing it this year, it's like I have these slots and this is it just because I wanted to make sure that I had my schedule open through July. So in order to do that, I had to make some decisions and it's been feeling really, really good because I know exactly what type of work I'm going to be doing on these days. And then if I need to move it, I know that I can move it somewhere that I don't have something already scheduled. So it's really good. And I will say that, you know, Shantae does have a service in her Meister meeting, she does do scheduling and like how you actually schedule your week and blocking your time. And she talks all about that. But I had originally met with her, you know, probably two years ago, it would have been early 2023, maybe it maybe it was last year, maybe it was last year, not 22. And I had said like, Oh, I want a time block. And I had thought that I time blocked. And I think I did for a couple months. And then it just kind of got crazy when life happened. So yeah, but doing that has really changed things in my business as far as the first two weeks in January go and how I feel about going into January. So it's been really nice. So if you're looking for a change up, you feel like you're not batching your energy accordingly, then, you know, I would recommend diving into your schedule and figuring out what you can do to solve that. Um, let's see what else we got. This week is Lecture Mind Week. So Shantae and I have eight lovely humans coming to LA to spend two days with us. We're going to go over building their first online offer and sales pages and website design and just so much stuff in two days. Super excited to meet all of them in person and also to have them spend time with each other and to get shit done. So one of the goals of a live event is to actually create the time and space to get things done, right? You don't want to go get all this information and then have to go implement outside Um, Instead, we're going to create the time to implement at the live event. So really, really excited for that. That's on Thursday and Friday. So look, look for all the stories on that. We'll, we'll be having a great time and hopefully the weather will be good. It is supposed to be a little bit chillier, but also this is not Mexico. So it is cold in the winter. Um, It's been kind of cold the last couple of days just because it's been windy. So yeah, there's that. And then lastly, I believe. Oh, there's two more things. So another thing, SEO school, it's my last week. Um, This tomorrow will be my last call for the early, the May 2023 cohort of SEO school. They're my fourth round. It's the last live call for them. So they've had six months of support and we actually pushed out the December call to now instead of January or instead of in January, or my gosh, instead of December, we're doing it in January because it was holidays and I knew that people needed more time. So I was like, hey, you know what? Why don't we just push the call to January and we'll have it then. So it's their last call, their last live call for SEO school. And I haven't decided exactly when SEO school is going to open up again, but if you want to get on the wait list, I'll put the link in the show notes, but SEO school is my uh, flagship course and we learn everything that you could possibly need to know about SEO and doing your own SEO, which is very empowering as far as, I don't really love the word empower, but it does empower you to actually know what SEO is. So if you decide to hire someone, you know what they're doing or what they can do, what they should be doing, quote unquote. Um, And if you ever want to do it yourself, if you want to keep doing it yourself, you will have all the resources. I just find that people go through SEO school and they they do it themselves for however long and then they decide my business has grown, I need to hire someone and then most times people will come back and hire me to do done for you SEO. So 
that is the last call is tomorrow. And then lastly, I actually two things. I just had two things. So I actually had three. Um, my, I wanted to just say that my dad started using Canva and I'm probably going to write an email about this. Just, I don't know how to structure it because like I said, long form content as far as storytelling is not my strength, but I'm going to try to find a story to tell around it because I know what I want to say. I just have to figure out how to say it. Um, but my dad started using Canva and he's like now the quote unquote marketing team for a business that is local to him. And I just have to say, he sent me his graphics and I was like, dad, this is great. He put, one of the things that he did was he put a dog, he called me, he was like, hey, you got to go look at the graphic that I just made for the the bowling alley. You have to go check it out. And I was like, okay, I will go look dad. So he was like, I think the dog will really draw people to the content. So he put a puppy on the side of the screen looking at the text and it was like announcing something upcoming for the for the venue and I mean yeah everyone will look because it's a dog (laughs) so he wins um definitely a marketing win but I just made me laugh because you know my dad I told him about Canva he got an account I sent him over a couple things that I had done for the business prior he played around on it a little bit and now he's just going to town and creating graphics and putting chicken wings over text and transparent backgrounds and all the things and I'm like you go dad that's just really really good I love it so much so my dad's using Canva and lastly I just have to say I got a really weird um, DM. I don't say DM. I got a message because it wasn't a DM, but I don't want to be too, too specific here. I got a message the other day about like asking me who I was and what I did. And if I basically it was a coach asking me if I wanted to be coached by them, but it was like a cold DM. And the worst thing was like, this person knows me. So my lesson behind that is like, I think I told, I was talking to Shantae about it and like this person knows me, but the person who dropped into my inbox did not clearly, it wasn't, they're clearly having their account managed, um, which is what Shantae and I talked about. And I'm like, what is the cost of having your account be managed by someone? Because now I have this like dirty feeling and I just don't like, like, I don't want to refer people to you. Um, and it's not someone that I really, I don't know much about anyway. Like I literally do not know much about this person. Um, but it was like a, I was like, what? Like you don't even, (laughs) we, we, you know me, we were on a panel together. And I was like, I don't love this. So anyway, just saying that if you're going to have someone manage your content, I would recommend telling them maybe don't just cold DM. But anyway, I don't really love a cold DM. I never have loved a cold DM. Um, It just felt it just felt bad. So for what it's worth, if you're investing in any of these, you know, softwares that cold DM people just beware of the outcomes of that and how it can, you know, potentially affect feelings around the situation. Um, Okay. Now let's dive into the episode. I'm just like reading my notes, making sure I covered all the things that I wanted to cover. Um, Yeah. Let's dive into the episode. So really quick here, I'm just going to go, I'm going to talk about AI content and people are writing blogs with AI. Like we know it's happening and we have to figure out exactly how to, let's just say, beat AI. And I, I don't, with SEO and writing stuff and getting found online, it is a competition. You are trying to beat people out of spot one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever you want to beat them out of. But 
we have to understand how to do that in the correct way. So a lot of people are creating, like I will get on discovery calls and people will say, I am creating blogs and I'm creating website content with AI. And okay, great. Just know that there are readers and Google is aware of what is AI content and what's not. So it will not rank as well as something that is written by you. So my first suggestion is if you're going to use AI to quote unquote write content, instead of writing content for you, just help it streamline content writing. So ask for a layout, ask for six topics to include in a blog post about X, Y, and Z, or say, I want to write a blog post about X. What are five things that I should cover? Um, What is a content outline for this topic? Someone asked me this question, give me three ways to answer it. Then you have a layout instead of the content written for you. So that's that's just blatantly, you should be doing something like that anyway, not having AI write the content. Instead of saying like, hey, write a blog about X, Y, and Z for me. So have it write an outline and then you can fill in the gaps. Now, I will say that in order, because the thing is, is the content can still rank, like AI content can rank. So we have to decide, and also people will say bad content ranks. So someone actually asked me a really good question about, you know, I saw this person posted this thing and what they said is wrong. So, or like this person doesn't have the credentials to say this stuff. They're not necessarily the most informed person. How do I, you know, get above them if they're already ranking for that? So what I have been reading is that Google is favoring an an if this doesn't work, then do this type of person. So if you're writing content and you're saying the top five things that you can do for knee pain right? You give the five exercises. What Google likes to see now is you taking that a step further and saying, if that doesn't work, you can try these things and then giving different things to do. Because what that's showing is that you're able to come up with a solution, but then also reason and have an understanding of it so much so that if those things don't work, you have a different path for someone. And that shows more expertise than someone who just lists the five exercises. So that's one thing that you can start to do in your content. You can start adding, I'm going to give you these solutions, but if this doesn't work, here's some other stuff that you can try. Um, That is supposedly going to start ranking higher with Google overall. Now, another thing that they're saying is going to start ranking is personal experience. So if we're talking or anecdotal evidence, so if we're talking about five things to decrease knee pain, once again, what Google is starting to do and understand is what's in the content overall. So for instance, if I start to talk about knee pain, And then I put multiple case studies that I have. I worked with X, Y, and Z person on this specific issue, and this is what we found, right? That is going to do well, according to the estimates for SEO in 2024. So if you're writing content, a good thing to add can be some anecdotal evidence and just your generalized clinical experience. Because, you know, even if we think back to PT school or whatever profession you are, you can, you likely learned about evidence-based practice. And one of those pillars is clinical expertise. It's now becoming something for SEO. Not that it wasn't not before, but it's just ranking more because if we think about AI content, that's not human. And that's how we're going to stand out against AI content is adding the human back into the content. Because I can write a blog about knee pain all day, but without 
adding the human back into it. Now it's just the AI content. So instead, we're going to want to be writing the content, but then also adding in, here's my clinical expertise. Here's something that I've witnessed, you know, on my own. Quick water break. Hold on a second. Funny thing is I used to not drink water. And then I listened to Heather uh, McMahon's podcast and she was like, water break. And then she took a sip of water and I was like, I'm going to start drinking water. (laughs) So now I'm drinking water. My mouth gets so dry when I talk. Um, So that's what I would start doing with your podcast content, podcast content, loud blog content. The other thing that I'm going to answer, because I feel like someone's going to be like, well, then why don't I just write an AI blog and then add my clinical expertise into it? Okay smarty pants. No, I'm just kidding. But really you could do that, I guess, but I still wouldn't. I would still focus on a content layout and then adding your expertise into it because realistically you don't want to write AI content or take AI content and just toss it on your website because it can be read that way. So it's read as AI content. There are readers out there that can say, this is AI, this isn't AI. And if you're going to be adding human, like human content in there anyway, you should be reading what AI is putting out because I think people think that AI is 110% correct. And instead they're just, they're just taking what AI says and then puts, putting it on their website. And also, by the way, if people are getting used to reading content and reading like, this doesn't sound like you, this doesn't sound like a human. This doesn't sound like how you would talk. This doesn't sound anything like a human actually wrote this. It sounds like a robot wrote it. So just like we can tell exactly which ones on Google are ads. Yes, it's illustrated. It's an ad. But now people have read enough AI content. I think they're pretty aware of which content is written by a person and which content is written by AI. So adding the human back is always a good thing. So overall, my suggestions, and this is based on reading some data as far as like what's being published right now for SEO um, estimations and predictions. And here's the thing. So we're going to write outline. So ask AI to write an outline for a blog for you. That's going to then decrease your time that you need to spend writing that blog. Number two, you want to write the content. So fill in the content and then you can add two things that will spice up and make your content better. One is if the things that I'm suggesting for you don't work, then you can go do this stuff instead and personal experience. Now, before I end the episode, I also want to say that if you're writing and publishing content online at all, right, for a blog, ideally you're writing it yourself because of one big thing that I just want to shout out into the ether. I don't think a lot of people talk about it um, right now in this in on Instagram or in the space, and I haven't really mentioned it here, but in SEO school, you, I teach people about something that I learned from someone Shantae brought into the mafia. So a journalist came into the mafia and talked about Harrow or Harrow, depending on how you pronounce it. So it is a a space where you can sign up for alerts to be sent to you when a journalist is looking for a content expert on a certain piece of thing. So it'll say like, we need someone to talk about this, this, and this. Can you write a piece for it? Well, if you're not actually writing the content and you're doing AI generated content and that's how you're getting used to writing blogs, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to go get published for something that's not yours, right? So I understand that even for myself, right, I explicitly say I am not great at telling stories and writing content in that way. 
but I'm never going to get better at it if I don't do it. It's the same thing for any sort of blog writing, whether you're someone who's telling stories or someone you're just giving very specific protocols of this is what we're going to do for knee pain. This is what we're going to do for shoulder pain. If you're doing that and you're never writing it yourself, you're never going to get better at it. And the thing is, is when you get those um, emails from Hero and they say, hey, we need a content expert on this thing. Are you really the content expert if you're using ChatGPT to write your entire blog? I would say no. Um, Some people would say, well, I'm correcting it and I'm proofreading it and I'm adding things in. But I would say, okay, but also you need, I would personally say that that's not your content. So you should be asking for an outline. Sure. That's, that's going, just going to speed up the process, but then actually being able to fill in the data and write the blog yourself is going to make you what they're looking for. They're looking for that content expert. So just for what it's worth, I do think that being able to practice writing and practice writing in a way that is worthy of that published content and is not necessarily just a reiteration of ChatGPT or copy and paste of ChatGPT is going to serve you better in the long run. So that's like my little soapbox, if you will, as far as like published content and how to start publishing it and how to start doing things online and getting better at writing that long form content. That's all I really have for you. The sun is setting and it looks so, so beautiful here. Um, for all my East Coasters, I know you guys, well, I should say East Coast, North, Northeast. I know you all were in like a snowstorm. All my friends from home are posting snow and I am very much so not feeling bad about being in California right now because snow is not my favorite. Um, so I am going to go head downstairs, probably going to eat some dinner, play with Moose, do all this stuff and... I just want to thank you so much for listening. Please let me know if you have questions or any topic suggestions. I would love to hear them. I usually put up stories in, on Instagram and ask what people would like to hear on the podcast. So feel free to answer there or email me. I'll put all the links that I talked about in the podcast episode in the show notes. But that's all I've got for you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. I will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.